Michael Schur is joining us. He's been on the show before. Good to have him back. Michael's a political correspondent for Al Jazeera America. Michael, good afternoon. Not sure if I got to talk to you uh, in 2016 yet. If not, then happy belated New Year. Yeah, I think this is our first one, Leslie. So happy New Year to you. It's uh, it's already been a crazy one uh, covering this stuff. So it, it'll just uh, it'll keep going. There are going to be a lot of people who tune in tonight to see, A, if Donald Trump isn't there, uh, because he's threatened this before, although uh, my sources at Fox, and I'm a Fox News contributor, say he's not coming. Uh, two, um, to see what kind of questions the panel, and I would imagine specifically Megyn Kelly, ask. And, 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 and um, three, um, you know, I would imagine to see how much they talk about Donald Trump. And uh, let's add one more, four, to see if this gives the opportunity for some others to shine, specifically uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. So there will be people tuning in tonight that aren't necessarily Republican primary voters. Would you agree? Yeah, I do think so. I think, first of all, there's, there are a lot of people that are going to be relieved to watch this. Yes, some of the entertainment value will be gone, and there will probably be fewer viewers. But a lot of people who take this stuff seriously are going to be relieved to, to not have Donald Trump on stage, because even as his, uh, I guess, sort of, uh, you know, bombast has tapered a little bit at the last uh, debate, a lot of people are still watching just to see that, watching a, 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 a car race to see a, a crash. So I think that the I think that you're right. I think that there will be people looking to see how the others interact. Uh, there are also rumors. I'm sitting here. Well, Michael, hold that, thought. hold that thought. I hear the music. We're going to take a quick break. Come back after this. Back, so is he, Michael Schur. We like him a lot. Political correspondent for Al Jazeera America. Michael, thank you for holding side for interrupting there, um, and Not welcome back. Uh, we're talking about, uh, and before the break, I had said to you that there are definitely going to be non-GOP caucus and primary voters um, that are going to tune in uh, to watch. And you had said before the break or alluded to something that Rand Paul did, which it's, it's probably going to be, it raises the bar on the debate, he felt, at least uh, from an intellectual and intelligence and issues level. Yeah, I think, you know, you take a little bit of the sideshow away and people can hear what these can't, where these candidates stand. They're, you know, unlike the Democratic debates that were, where the differences between the candidates, you know, are, are quite subtle, even though Bernie Sanders uh, supporters would take issue with that, that the, the substantive differences are, are, are quite subtle with the Democrats. They're not that subtle with the Republicans. So people will get a chance to hear these people out. Now, of course, everybody, there's an elephant in the room if he's not there, and that, that will be Trump, and, and some people will talk about him. Maybe not Fox, but maybe some of the other, the other candidates will make light of it. Now, there are also, I'm at Drake University right now, uh, you know, we're, we're setting up to cover the Trump veterans event, which is also going to be attended by Mike Huckabee, the, the gov- former governor of Arkansas. And there are rumors now that because the times are not exactly the same, that the debate and the Trump event are not, no longer going to be simultaneous, that Trump will leave here, drive across Des Moines, and then go participate in the debate. But, you know, those, those rumors uh, are just that at this point. But, you know, with Trump, you never know what's going to happen, and it keeps people interested, and, and that's part of the show as well. Anytime somebody can raise money for an organization or people such as veterans who need the money, who need the help, that's great. The problem is, one, Trump has really discredited himself with veterans and making statements, and, of course, I'm paraphrasing that. 
you know, he has military experience and he doesn't. Uh, I mean, you know, basically saying, like, I know how you guys feel, so therefore I've been where you are. You know, uh, completely different flying in a private jet to stay in seven-star hotels than it is to be on the front lines. Um, so he has uh, issues with vets. And, and also the fact that there, um, you know, are some organizations which are being questioned right now as to cash flow, you know, where's the money going. And then, of course, the Republican Party itself, which he has, you know, is has as a banner over his head that he's a Republican now, at least at the moment, um, and that they have done more to hurt veterans and uh, to either hatch it or uh, not to sign on for legislation to expand uh, financing and benefits for the vets and the VA. Yeah, I mean, there's a dispute over that all the time. Both parties claim that the other is uh, is, uh, is at fault. Uh, and Huckabee said, you know, that he wants to go there to, to Drake and say, listen, uh, I, I want to show support for the people who have been let down for eight years. Well, if you look at the book and you look at the record, uh, they haven't been as let down as the Republicans will have you believe. And this is there, there are Republicans running for president now, an entire slate of them. For the first time, there's not one military veteran among them. So, you know, as you point out with Trump and the others, it is, uh, it's really something that they're going to have to reckon with. Uh, if that's a, a part of their uh, dialogue. And then, again, the news about, uh, I'll, I can say, a wounded warrior and, and where where their money is going, 40% for operating, which is terrible for a, uh, for a you know, an organization like that, for, you know, in, in general for a charitable organization. There are a lot of questions about, uh, about veterans and Republicans right now. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, uh, what uh, do we need to watch at the, well, first of all, without Donald Trump, does this really help Ted Cruz, or who does this help, uh, one? And two, do you think that, you know, that the network at Fox will get the ratings that they would have without Trump? Do you think people might be surprised? I think it's unlikely that they'll get the same ratings, but I, I don't think the drop-off will be as significant as, as the candidate himself thinks it will be. I think the things to watch for, yes, I mean, uh, how Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio interact. Marco Rubio said a little bit of a mini-surge in polling in, in both Iowa and New Hampshire, people looking at taking a closer look at him right now. Um, and because of that, a lot of eyes are on him in Iowa, thinking that, look, if you come in third here to Trump and Cruz, uh, that's a great ticket to New Hampshire for, for him. Uh, and if he doesn't, it could really hurt him going into New Hampshire because if he can't resonate in Iowa at all and finishes fourth, fifth, or sixth, then it's troublesome. Um, and and I, so I think people are going to be looking at that. There are some Christian conservative voters here in Iowa that uh, have told me anecdotally that they're also taking their last look at Ben Carson. Uh, they were with him from the beginning. He faltered. Uh, his campaign was in disarray. When the Paris attacks happened, uh, his responses on, on uh, issues concerning foreign policy were questionable. But there's still some conservative voters here who like him, like his story, and want to hear him out one last time as well. And people are forgetting that, forgetting that name. We talked about it quite a bit, though, for uh, the better part of the fall. Well, also, interesting that you said Ben Carson. Um, this is an opportunity, obviously, not just for Ted Cruz, but for the others uh, on the stage uh, to shine. Um, if you had to predict, though, um, will, after the debate and Trump not showing up, will his poll numbers, would you predict, go up, Michael? Because that seems to be, like, the crowd that follows him seems to give him um, kudos in poll numbers and in support whenever he says or does something outlandish. Yeah, I, I do. I think that, you know, the poll numbers for the state of Iowa will probably not be affected Thursday night. They vote on Monday. The last poll that's being released is being released by the Doyen Register on Saturday. So I don't think you're going to see it how it's reflected here. And then the things that could hurt Trump, you know, are, are 
performance going into New Hampshire. One thing you're going to see tonight is these candidates, um, the, the more sort of establishment, uh, we, we can call them moderate if you want, but they're really more establishment Republicans, uh, people like uh, Chris Christie and Jeb Bush and John Kasich uh, and Marco Rubio talking to New Hampshire more than they're going to be talking to Iowa. So I don't think the poll numbers are going to affect Iowa. But, yes, you make a good point. I mean, that there's, there is a chance here to see Trump falter, and a lot of people think that this might be the breaking point. But I have to say that there have been at least a dozen points where, where people who do what I do have called this the breaking point for Donald Trump, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, what do you think people need to look for tonight? I, I know that the Republicans that I've talked to here on the show are people that have corresponded with me or viewers of Fox even. Um, it, it would seem that one of the disappointments they have with Trump not showing up is they really aren't clear on where he stands on certain social issues. Uh, abortion or Planned Parenthood as an example when you were talking about evangelicals earlier. He does flip-flop a bit. Um, are these the issues? Do, do you think people you know, pretty much understand on the economy where individuals come down or are there more social issues do you think that people want answers to and where the individual candidates stand tonight and are going to be upset, especially those in Iowa less than a week before uh, the caucus, uh, to know where Trump stands on those? Yeah, I, I think that the Iowa voters have had a frustrating time with Trump uh, getting answers to those questions, which is why it's frustrating to a lot of conservative Christians to see so much support still going to Trump from that voting block. It's not the only voting block in Iowa. And a lot of voters uh, here care about ethanol, for example. And Ted Cruz will probably be grilled on ethanol uh, and and his uh, lack of uh, you know desire to continue subsidy programs for ethanol. Uh, but I, I think when it comes to the economic issues, the the, the the candidates who have not really had a chance to talk about those issues tonight may have that chance for the first time. You know, the undercard debates, the the debates for the people that don't qualify for the for the main stage have been far more issue-oriented because Trump hasn't been there. Of course, people aren't watching them, and those candidates really haven't done very very much at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, Carly Fiorina went to the main stage and now is back on the undercard stage. Uh, and issues like abortion, yes, uh, absolutely, Leslie. And, uh, you know, listen, last night Trump said, or yesterday Trump said, all these days are blending into one another for me now, but yesterday... Yeah, he was asked about uh, the, the Plan B uh, abortion, the morning after pill, as it's colloquially known. And, and he said uh, he, he doesn't know if he'll talk about that later. So, you know, he, he's not definitive on issues that matter to these voters here. But he probably feels like he's made his case already and doesn't have anything to gain by, by participating in the debate. Whether he does or not, it's probably true. He probably would not have a ton to gain in, in this state, certainly, by participating. Uh, let me ask you this, Michael. He was on the O'Reilly Factor last night, and um, I understand why Bill would have him on. Bill likes Megyn Kelly. Bill has the highest ratings. Donald Trump brings in ratings, etc. However, why would Trump go on with O'Reilly last night if he's sticking the middle finger to Fox? Or is this completely about Megyn Kelly? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I, you know, you could start, you could sit here with me and start a hundred sentences with why would Trump and then fill in the blank. And I would probably not have answers for any of them. He's doing things in such a different way than any candidate we've seen before. And, and he's succeeding with them. So at this point, sort of analyzing what's smart and what isn't smart. Listen, he went on Bill O'Reilly. I'm sure you're right that they got ratings. He spoke to Bill O'Reilly. There was some levity. There was some seriousness. 
And then the next day, you know, that's more a question probably for Fox than it is for Donald Trump, you know, I, I think, or for maybe for both of them. The next day, he's he's avoiding their debate, up until now, at least anyway, he's avoid, avoiding their debate. Well, no, when we go to sleep tonight, he didn't make it. But it's uh, it's a mystery, and uh, whoever is advising him is, has been doing the right things all along. So uh, I don't see him changing course, but this could be the kind of thing where, uh, voters see that he doesn't want to face the fire, and and they want somebody who can face the fire, whether it be against Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders or even Michael Bloomberg. William tweets, "I hope Trump's a no-show. Get the mean kid out of the sandbox. Time out, Donnie." Um, Trump not only I do think that's pretty accurate get the mean kid out of the sandbox the problem is uh, you know a lot of voters and we really don't know if they're Republicans necessarily do we do we know that Trump supporters are Republicans call themselves that are they actually the registered Republicans I say that because you know the numbers have been kind of hokey with regard to who is actually uh, following him and giving him these uh, numbers that are so high in the polls yeah, we'll have, well, I guess we'll be better able to answer that, obviously, next Tuesday, because, you know, Iowa, let's say 300,000 Iowans vote, and you have to declare a party in order to participate in the caucus. Uh, it, are people going to show up, declare a different party, and then caucus for Donald Trump? That, that, but we don't, we don't know. There's no empirical evidence that says that people do that, and certainly not in the case of of Donald Trump, people did it at different times with different candidates. Um, you know, Barack Obama to a certain extent, but when when he first ran. Uh, but you know, with Trump, we're going to see if these really are Republicans, or if they're just rabble rousers, or if they're people that want to toy uh, with the media, which some of them probably do. Uh, but you know, the, the polling numbers have been so consistently good for Trump since since he got in that it's hard to see that that, that there's a you know a well organized sort of infiltration of those numbers at this point because they've been so consistently good. Uh, you know, and so is he the bad boy in the sandbox who's going to get a lot of people to play with him? I, I don't know, but it seems thus far in this state anyway that, that Iowans, yeah, when given the chance, have stayed with him thus far in these polls. But uh, as they say, and I hate to say it, the only one that matters is next Monday. Uh, no question about that. Um, you know, do you think Trump's name will come up a lot, or do you think that all the candidates might even make a pact together not to mention his name at all? You know, I don't know that they'll make a pact together, but I think that, I mean, this is just me guessing, uh, I think that they relish the opportunity not to have to talk to him. I, I spoke to personally with two candidates who told me that, you know, that they that, that this will be a good chance to talk about things that we haven't been able to get a chance to talk about. I think that, you know, the the distraction that Trump has created has been a plus for Marco Rubio, who's not a terrific debater and, you know, sticks pretty much to his talking points thus far. Uh, and the distraction means that people aren't concentrating on him. And when he's answered his question, he's with his talking points, and when he's, when he's extrapolating from his stump speech, he's done quite well, and he presents pretty well. But when he has to get off of that, it's more difficult. But they're going to talk about immigration tonight. They're going to talk about ethanol. Uh, but they're not going to talk about the distracting um, you know, element of Donald Trump. But I don't think there's a pact. I don't think they all get along well enough to make a pact. And I don't think either uh, that they really care about that. I think they just want to talk about what they think is electable. And they all have different agendas out there, too. Some of them are speaking to Iowa. Some are speaking to New Hampshire. And this is the last time you'll see some of them probably, too. So I guess the big question we're going to be looking at the answer to is if Trump can win a debate without showing up. And, right. uh, and, 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 how, uh, and how big will cruise control be 
uh, you know, t- tonight. You know, with Donald yeah. Trump there, Michael, um, there are a lot of uh, jokes. He's very good at one-liners. He lacks a lot of substance. And, you know, it's a reality show. How much silliness right. do you think there's going to be tonight, if you had to predict? Well, I would think there's probably going to be less silliness. You also have to look at these things. Things that are funny at debates are not funny in real life. If somebody came on and told the jokes that you hear at debates on your show, um, you'd have a lot of viewers turning on, turning it off. But in the context of a the debate, they're, you know, they're hysterical because they break some sort of tension. And, I, you know, they're all capable of it. Um, but Donald Trump certainly creates that kind of uh, environment, and it'll be, it, it puts people who are not ordinarily comfortable talking like that way really ill at ease. That probably won't happen as much. You know, I think that this could be a good forum for Jeb Bush to, to be Jeb Bush and be the, the sort of the second Jeb Bush, the one who ran and won as governor, not the one who ran and lost as governor in Florida, somebody who can like really kind of play the crowd well. I've seen Jeb Bush do it, but if you say that to people following for the first time this time, no one would believe that. It's like, what? Are you kidding? You know, Jeb Bush? No, but I've seen him be really good in these situations. So I, I guess it gives the opportunity to other people, and you know, that it, it might be less funny, um, but you know, it'll be like a democratic debate, less funny and probably more substantive. Uh, no question. Last minute here. What do you want folks to take away with? Anything maybe you've uh, learned from Iowa voters, like the numero uno vi- uh, issue, it seems, among those that are going to caucus or plan to caucus? Yeah, one thing I've learned is that Republicans are angrier at their party and government than at their own party and their own government uh, than Democrats are. And it's playing out in Iowa. And people always say, why Iowa? Why Iowa? You know, what you do learn when you're immersed in this stuff in Iowa is that Iowans care about this. People come out. You go in, you know, in one degree weather to hear Ted Cruz speak at a Christian bookstore, and there are people who have driven a hundred miles to hear him speak, and they don't. They're not even supporters. They just want to hear him out as they make their decisions. So there's a seriousness with which they take this. And so my, you know, I, I guess the parting shot would be that issues that matter to Iowa don't matter to the rest of the country. Iowa going has always been the winnowing out place, it's not going to winnow that much this time. The winnowing will happen after New Hampshire because of, of what Trump has done to this race. But listen to what these voters are saying to New Hampshire tonight and which of these candidates are saying to New Hampshire and which ones are talking to Iowa. You'll see Cruz and Rubio and Carson making a case to Iowa and the rest of them making a case probably to New Hampshire. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Michael Shores, political correspondent for Al Jazeera America. They're a U.S. cable news channel. They cover domestic and international news. In America, you can watch Al Jazeera America around our nation on Comcast Channel 107, Time Warner Cable, Dish Channel 216, DirecTV Channel 347, Verizon Fios Channel 614, and AT&T Uverse Channel 1219. The website for America, Al Jazeera America is america.aljazeera.com. Follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Shore, S-H-U-R-E. And to follow Al Jazeera America on Twitter at A-J-A-M. Well, we're going to be talking about the fact that Donald Trump is staying away from the Republican debate tonight. This is all the nominees running for president. And this is less than one week before the caucus in Iowa. And the reason? Well, he says, you know, some people think it's a feud with Fox News, but it's specifically a feud with Fox News over Megyn Kelly. And Megyn Kelly asked him, which I thought was an appropriate question, and the guy doesn't want questions about women or sexism and maintains that he isn't sexist. Um, But I have to tell you, 
The fact that he wanted Fox to remove Megan, the only woman from a panel of three, Brett Baer, Chris Wallace, Megan Kelly are the three that were present then and will be present tonight, to me shows sexism. And I said it before, I'll say it again, I'm not kissing his butt. Roger Ailes did the right thing, in my opinion. He supported his employee, he supported the process, and he didn't support, as somebody put on Twitter, the mean kid in the sandbox who picked up his toys and went home when he didn't get his way. Um, I want to share some audio. Last night, Bill O'Reilly, who's here in Los Angeles this week, I haven't bumped into him yet, but saw his crew while I was at Fox this week. Um, Bill interviewed uh, Donald Trump uh, yesterday, and um, he he had a lot of you know different things um, uh, to say. But first, I want you to hear the exchange that started off this whole thing. This is Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly, and the original exchange that led to him not wanting to go on that stage tonight at the first GOP debate. Mr. Trump. One of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account... Only Rosie O'Donnell. It was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women? I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been I've been challenged by so many people and I don't frankly have time for total political correctness and to be honest with you this country doesn't have time either this country is in big trouble we don't win anymore we lose to China we lose to Mexico both in trade and at the border we lose to everybody And frankly, what I say, and oftentimes it's fun, it's kidding, we have a good time, what I say is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. But you know what? We we need strength, we need energy, We need quickness, and we need brain in this country to turn it around. That I can tell you right now. Now, clearly, uh, you know, to me, I thought the question was entirely appropriate. And by the way, some of the women that he had insulted, one of which is a Republican who's running for president as well, and that's Carly Fiorina. And I think it's appropriate because, you know, if you've attacked as he has Mexicans and Muslims and women... Why isn't it okay for a Mexican to ask a question about Mexicans, a Muslim to ask a question about Muslims, and a woman, as Megyn Kelly is, to ask that question? I think that is fair game, and I don't think he was mean to her, as uh, he said. Um, last night, like I said, he was on Bill O'Reilly. And um, Bill O'Reilly 
um, you know, urged Donald Trump to reconsider his decision to, and to go on uh, to the debate tonight. Here is audio uh, from Donald Trump's interview with Bill O'Reilly and the O'Reilly Factor last night on Fox News Channel. Putin's going to come at you. The Mullahs are going to come at you. Uh, certainly the, the okay. terrorists are going to come at you and it's going to be personal. They're going to do everything they can to diminish you. And, to, and, and you hope to, as a president, you have to rise above that. All right. And do what's best for the country. And this exposition that we're talking about today, people are going to say, you know, Trump, he's just too self-absorbed to be president. He needs to look the bigger picture. Well, and the bigger picture is get it- your message to the folks. There's got to be something because you set the all-time record in cable history, and so did CNN. And so they want to know you, on, Bill. They want to know well, you, fine. but by walking and a lot of people from this debate, they're not, you're not giving them not the opportunity away. to know them I was as well as they away. would like. I'm not walking away, Bill. You're walking, I'm not walking away. away. Would okay. you do me a favor? Bill, I, look, Bill, I'm you not. owe me it because I bought you what so many, happened? So hey, many vanilla milkshakes. I bought you so many vanilla milkshakes. You owe me. Will you just consider? I want you to consider, all right? Think about it. Say, look, I might come back. Forgive, go forward, answer the questions, look out for the folks. Just want you to consider it. You owe me milkshakes, I'll take them off the ledger if you consider it. I I have to say, I I like the fact that Bill tried, but, you know, you can't reason with somebody who is unreasonable. And this is the last uh, audio before uh, I give you uh, my take on this. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, you know, was talking to Trump Trump about Newt Gingrich. He was on the show later, by the way. Uh, Here is that audio. Newt Gingrich, four years ago, pretty much uh, on the dime, was in a CNN interview. You may remember this in South Carolina. And he was treated much worse, much worse than you have ever been treated by anybody. Because they brought up a he said, she said, John King, the moderator, about an ex-wife that was tawdry, disrespectful, should never have been in a debate. Gingrich knew it was coming. And Gingrich let King and CNN have it. And the result was he won the new, uh, the South Carolina priority by a lot. And people gained a lot of respect for him. So you saw Gingrich tested. And the folks liked what he did. And I'm telling you, that's the way to go here. If they treated you unfairly, and I don't believe they would. I don't believe the three moderators would treat you unfairly tomorrow night. Then you got 60 seconds to let them have it right between the eyes. And that's the kind of guy you are. You stand up, you let them have it. Well, first of all, Newt's a friend of mine. I thought he did great. I thought it was a very unfair question. But equally unfair right. was the question that Megyn Kelly asked me in the last debate. Well, I don't and think so. everybody said I won that debate, and I gave a great answer. I mean, believe it or okay, not, Rosie so, O'Donnell so was very good for me in that. It's the only time Rosie's ever been good for me. But frankly, right. I oh, think wait, wait, I wait, gave wait, a great wait. answer. And everybody but else you're thinks making I my gave. Point. So it's you're not making that. my point. You gained in that. You gained in that. You're making my point. And, and it is a good point. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the debate tonight and specifically Donald Trump not being a part of it. Now, I said yesterday, I'm going to say it again. You know, I think this shows the type of ego he has. If you're afraid to be asked questions that you're uncomfortable with by Megan Kelly, who is an intelligent lawyer and broadcaster, how the heck are you going to debate Hillary Rodham Clinton in a run for the presidency of the United States of America? How are you going to be leader of the free world if you can't, t- you know, do you think ISIS is offensive? 
Do you think there might be some uncomfortable questions if you sat down with the president of Iran, Rouhani, or if you sat down with a king from Saudi Arabia or from a Muslim country that might be very uncomfortable when he brings in his wife in a burqa and says, do you think my wife is ugly, Mr. Trump? Because you feel Muslim women are so ugly they have to cover their face and wear burqas. Do you think it might be uncomfortable if he sits down with the president of Mexico and the president says, I want an apology for you saying that you wanted to build a wall and wanted me to pay for it? I would imagine there are a lot of uncomfortable moments for any president, and this country is no exception. But if you're going to walk away and ignore a situation simply because you find it offensive, uncomfortable, or because you're being attacked, if he felt Megyn Kelly was attacking him with that, then he shouldn't be president. Because one of the things that's great about this country is we have a First Amendment right to draw terrible cartoons about our president, to say terrible things about our president, to stand on a street corner and burn a picture of him for crying out loud, as long as we do not threaten that man or woman's life. Donald Trump is being anti-American. He is. Because what he wanted when he wanted Megyn Kelly not to be on that panel was sexist. It was childish and immature. And it was un-American. It was urinating on our First Amendment and free speech. And that is not somebody that should lead any nation, especially not this one, in my opinion. Further, the voters and the people of Iowa have a right to hear his issues. Have a right to hear him be challenged by three moderators. One a woman. And have a right to know where he stands on issues that he's flip-flopped or on issues where he's made very sensationalistic comments and we've seen him pedal back a bit. His Muslim ban. Oh, that would just be temporary, he says days later when he saw the outrage. So I want to ask you some questions this afternoon, America. My number is 8886-LESLIE, 8886537543, and I want you to join me. One, what is your take on Donald Trump refusing to participate in tonight's GOP debate? What is your take? 8886-LESLIE, 8886537543. And who's side on here? Trump's? The candidate, Fox the Network, both, neither, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And do you think that Donald Trump, because he's threatened not to show up in the past, and he has, do you think Trump will show up? He will make a grand entrance in tonight's GOP debate. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. I mean, this is a guy, don't you think, that relishes in the drama? It's a reality show. I think life is one big reality show to this guy. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And by the way, is that the kind of person you want running your nation on serious issues, folks? Zika, Ebola. ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the economy, jobs, foreign and diplomatic relations, refugees, immigrants, racial relations, difficulty between the police and inner city and lack of trust. I mean, the list goes on. And by the way, if you had four American soldiers go into Iranian waters... 
You can't say what you're saying in your campaign because that could hurt those individuals. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Trump is not going to the debate tonight because Megan Kelly is a moderator. Does he realize that as president he'd be dealing with world leaders on a regular basis? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. If he doesn't show up to a meeting with Putin because Putin called his hair stupid, would you be okay with that, America, if he was your president? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Do you want a man as your president or an adult, I should say? Do you want an adult as your president or a child? And which is Donald Trump being? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Donald Trump is bailing on the debate, on a debate that will discuss social issues. So how can you, the voter, know where he stands on abortion, birth control, same-sex marriage? He's flip-flopped on these. 8886 Leslie. 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, speaking of tonight's debate, some people say it's all a setup and he will show up. What do you say? 8886-LESLIE. And even if he doesn't show up, as he maintains, he and his uh, entire campaign staff maintain he will not. How often will we hear Donald Trump's name brought up in tonight's GOP debate? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Should those GOP nominee, uh, GOP contenders for the nomination on that stage use Trump's immaturity to their advantage? And how would they? How would you advise them to do that? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Do you feel that the GOP and their candidates cater to the most uneducated, racist, and ignorant group of Americans? This is a candidate who proposed banning Muslims from this nation. This is a candidate who's called Mexicans murderers and rapists, and he's the GOP frontrunner. You're a Republican. How do you defend that? 8886 Leslie. And last but not least, do you feel bad for your conservative friends that support him? Or do you feel bad for your conservative friends and yourself because they have such an embarrassing and shallow selection of candidates to choose from? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Talking the Donald, not showing up at the debate tonight. Your calls, your tweets after this, 8886-LESLIE. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE. Welcome, welcome back. We're talking about tonight's debate, Donald Trump not showing up, and who you think that benefits and what you feel about that. Mike in Wisconsin's online too. Mike, good afternoon, listening on TuneIn. Welcome. What's your take on this? Yeah, I think it's a good move for him. I think it's going to pull more Republicans towards him, but uh, I think it actually does good for the uh, Democratic Party too, though. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. So, so first, first of all, um, do you uh, f- do you think after the fact, after tonight, will will Trump win the debate by not even showing up? Will his poll numbers go up? <laughs> well, he'll definitely win the debate on his uh, his own side over on his own network over there. He's got going. But as far as I, I guess it's a single debate, basically. <laughs> I don't even know who's going to turn into. Watch Jeb. I mean, 
Well, do you oh. think do you think less people will tune in because uh, Trump is uh, going to be, you know, absent and they're going to, you know, tur- turn on CNN to watch him at a fundraiser for vets? Hang on there, Mike. I know you're driving. Hang on, Mike. we got to take a break. I know you're driving. Coming right back to you there in Wisconsin. If you're holding, hang on. Bob in Los Angeles, you are up next. Give us a buzz back. I know phone hell can be tough. And Dan in Virginia, the same with you, buddy. And remember, when we finish with a cue, your cue to call through 8886-LESLIE. Back after this. Taking your calls at 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. We were talking to Mike in Wisconsin line two. Uh, Mike, uh, thank you for holding. Welcome back. We're talking about Donald Trump not going to the uh, debate, the, the GOP debate tonight. Um, uh, Mike, um, who do you think is going to benefit most from this? Oh, definitely Trump. But uh, there's there's no doubt about it. He's gonna he's gonna get more crowds coming to him just because of the things he says. You know, they're they're outrageous and. <laughs> I, I can't believe the Republican Party hasn't figured out that he's a Democratic plan. The only thing he's really, really you, bad you real, Now, you really believe that? You really believe because he's a former buddy of the Clintons that this is all, this is all like a, a game? It's all, a, yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's too, he's too much of a joke to be serious. I mean, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine anybody really voting for him unless you're completely out of your mind. Uh, uh, you want everybody in the other countries to turn against us. That's a good way to go. Okay. All right, Mike. Anything else? No, that's that's all I have to say about that guy. <laughs> all right. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call there, Thanks. buddy. Uh, let's go to Michelle in New Mexico on line four. Hi, Michelle. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Um, first time caller. Very awesome. nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous at all. You're just talking to me. Just me. All right, I'll try to think of it that way. Um, the one thing, okay, we all know Trump's narcissist. Narcissist. I can't say it. You know, no, he's, he's, a, he's a narcissist. Thank you. Uh, and he's used to having his way. He's a big bully, school ground bully, U.S. bully, whatever you want to call it. The thing is, I don't. He's doing this because he loves the attention. We all know that. Um, life to him is just one big. Uh, what's the? This is a big game for him. The thing he, he, I don't think he's really grasping is the president, the position as president, you work for me. You work for you, for my neighbor, for everybody in the country. You don't work for yourself. You're working for me. I am the one paying your salary. And I, um, I, and I agree. The, Amer- the American people, that include women, Mexicans, Muslims, yeah. and everybody else that he has insulted. Yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know what my point is here, but it just makes me mad because he thinks he's going to come in and just do what he wants to, regardless of what the country wants. Sure, he's got his followers, groupies. I don't think they're going to show up as much when it comes to the actual polls. Um, But he fails to, he have to have some type of decorum, and he has none. He's an idiot, (laughs) to be honest. 
Yeah, and after this fiasco this year, you know, I begin to wonder if we should have more regulations on anybody that can run for president, you know, X number of years within some type of government. So, so you you no. do feel that somebody should not be a total outsider. You feel somebody should have some, uh, you know, political background or governmental background. For president of the U.S., you better believe it. You do, absolutely. All right, so there there need to be some uh, uh, criteria to for, yeah, for the job of running for president. Be, you know, it doesn't have to be Congress, Senate, just some sort of government work. I don't care if it's uh, president or president. Mayor of a soft, small town, Mayberry, I don't care. But some type of work position within a government seat. And I'm also one, you know, bankruptcies. I, you know, when a lot of people, when they apply for a job, you, can't, you won't get hired if you have a bankruptcy, right? Right, right. Or a criminal record, right? Right. Well, he, as far as I know, he doesn't have a criminal record. Um, no, 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 he doesn't. He does? He does not that I am aware of. Oh, okay. What about bankruptcies? I, I like the idea of a potential president having dumped his debt on this country three times. Oh, wow. That's you know that's a really important point because and that's another thing I don't understand. I don't understand that the celebrity can go farther than the facts that if this guy couldn't run the real estate company that he didn't build from bottom up, that he inherited, um, how is he going to run a nation? Because uh, economics is a huge part of the job. Um, yeah. And then regarding national security, I mean, this is a guy that said let Putin handle ISIS. Then he says he's going to, you know, blow off their heads or whatever. I mean, he just, he just says whatever he feels like, whatever's convenient at the moment. And uh, his cheerleaders go rah-rah. Again, we will have to see. I'm hopeful that they will not turn out to be people who will take the time to caucus and vote in Iowa. Uh, but, you know, you never know until that fat lady sings. Well, if the worst comes to worst and he actually makes it into the White House, I don't think he's going to get any cooperation from the House or the Senate. And then you wonder if they try to impeach him right away on God knows what. I feel, I feel that if, if Don, I, pr- I really, truly feel if Donald Trump were elected president of the United States, that we would have many, many, many more terrorist attacks within our borders and from outside our borders because of the hatred that he has spewed that he thinks is funny or he thinks can help his credibility and his ratings. He doesn't re- there's a reason that Paul Ryan and I don't like Paul Ryan. But there's a reason Paul Ryan jumped on national television on the heels of Donald Trump saying we would ban all Muslims. You cannot be sitting down with Iran, a Muslim nation. You cannot be sitting down with Syria. You cannot be asking for money and and for troops from Saudi Arabia and other Arab Muslim nations when you have somebody speaking like that and you sit by silently. And this is, you know, whether he likes it or not, Islam is not only the fastest growing religion in the world, um, they are populating worldwide, not in our country, but worldwide at a faster rate than other um, uh, than other religions and than other countries. I mean, there's not a birth boom in France. There is a birth boom in Pakistan, for example, because many of these poorer nations uh, like, you know, somebody said, give everybody in India a TV. What else do you do when you get home from work after you have dinner and the kids are in bed? Um, so, and you don't have birth control and you don't have abortion. 
in many of these countries. I lived in Pakistan for four months when I was adopting my son. It was very common for people to have five kids was a small family. It was very common for people to have eight, 10, 12 children. So I, uh, the reason I say that is when you have people out there saying the West hates you and you have a leader, God forbid he were our president, pretty much, I mean, if, you have, if Donald Trump continues his rhetoric, he is proving ISIS's warnings to the Muslim world, and especially Muslim young males, to be right. That's very dangerous. And I I really feel that Americans will be hurt here and abroad more. Yeah, I just, I really have to wonder if he really wants to be president or if he's just having fun with this. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think it's a game to him. I I really do. I think he's, I think think he's, I think he's laughing, but he has made many comments that are very hurtful. That's another thing. For a man to skip have, a de- for a man to skip a debate because he was hurt and offended, when he has hurt and offended so many, how what a hypocrite! Her question was completely legit, and she and she stated it politely. She was actually a very good question. And on, honestly, one part of her question directly referred to another woman running for the same office he is, and that's Carly yeah. Fiorina. Yeah. I don't care if it was Rosa McDonald or any. I just don't care. You just don't go around doing that. You just morals. Well, I mean, you, you, can, you can go around doing that, but you can't be a politician, and you certainly can't lead a nation. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. I, 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 mean, I, I agree with you. Michelle, Michelle's my middle name. I'm glad you called. Will you call again? Was it easy? Yeah, yeah. See, you, listen to you. You feel better now. I can hear the confidence in your voice. <laughs> you go, girl. Yeah. You go. All right, so I All want right. to hear from Michelle in New Mexico again. All right. You have a good day. You too, sweetie. You too. Um, can I uh, take a call or two more before break, guys? Let's go to Dominic in Long Island on line five. Uh, Dominic, uh, good choice or poor choice on uh, on part of on the uh, part of Trump? Uh, I, I feel it's a poor choice on his part, but um, a lot of people are getting caught up in the emotional sense or uh, the the angst that he, some of his statements create, and I feel they lose track of the underlying strategy of what Trump is doing. And when he, he made this, first of all, he's not stupid. I agree with some, not all, some of the things he say, some of his plans, don't know a lot of them, and whatever little plans he have, um, I, I agree with some, not all. But the underlying plan or strategy here, as I see it, is that, okay, I'm not on the the debate. Let me say I'm not on the debate. I have an antagonist or somebody that um, I'm doing battle with uh, for another news cycle, and here it is, create a lot more controversy, and now everybody's talking about Trump and is not doing the debate for another week. So who's in the headlines? He is. Who's getting more news coverage? He is. And um, as I've heard so many commentators or so-called experts, they're saying that um, they're saying how uh, Trump is going to lose supporters, not lose. The truth is the steadfast, loyal Trump supporters, he's not going to lose any of them. He's that far ahead. Who knows where where these numbers lie? Because I don't 
believe or subscribe to polls because who knows the temperament of the person when they're answering the questions, if they're fickle, if they're caught them at an emotional moment or caught them on a bad day and they're answering whichever way the wind blows. So who knows, you know, how the, the poll numbers are. But I just know that, you know, he's not stupid. None of us should underestimate him. He didn't get to where he was by being a stupid man. And, ha- and um, has the money to hire very smart people, smart, much smarter than him around him. I agree with you there. Exactly. Um, I do think he's a bit temperamental, does have an ego about him. Uh, as many, many people that's in his position sometimes do, some more than others. But um, I just feel that he's he's being temperamental and as soon as you don't agree or don't like him or not even never not, never mind even that as soon as you offer up some constructive or honest critique about him or something he said you're enemy you're an enemy but as soon as you say something great you know you're the greatest thing in the in the world uh case in point uh putin he offered up some wonderful, stellar remarks about Putin, but the guy like just offered up some sort of compliment on, on Trump or what have you. So he he kind he he takes to that, and to me that doesn't offer up or speak you know speak well of someone that's going to represent us all as a nation on the the world stage. Uh, I don't. I don't know who I'm voting for yet, but um, Trump, he's smart. He has some good ideas, but he's not, I'll tell you, he's not in the, he's not, he's not a front runner in, in, in the race as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, the numbers don't show that with Republicans. We'll see what happens after uh, the caucus uh, on the 1st of February next week in Iowa. Thank you for the call, Dominic. Uh, guys, break or one? Oh, we got to take a break. If you're holding, hang on. Coming right to you after this quick commercial break. We are talking about Donald Trump not going to the debate tonight, but also the reason why. And, and as an American, that concerns me. I, you know, I want I want my president to have steel cojones. You know what I'm saying? And not run from confrontation and not be so easily offended, especially when he's doing a lot of offending himself. And Donald Trump certainly is. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back after this. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. got to be quick here because we don't have much time. Let's go to Elizabeth in Ohio on line two. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, uh, what do you think about him skipping the debate tonight? And some people think, you know, so what? It's just another debate. Uh, I think that he has the right if he wants to skip the debate. Why shouldn't he? They've had a lot of debates. How many debates are we going to have? But this is a debate on social issues. Do you want to see where he stands on those issues? He's flip-flopped on a number of them. Yeah, well, all of them have flip-flopped. I mean, we can't go there. How many have flip-flops? 
But what about what what about what about because you're a woman, Elizabeth? What about the fact that he said he would go to the debate if Megyn Kelly weren't there, and she is the only woman on the panel? Okay, well, I have to say this in his behalf, which you may not like, but here's how it goes: she went right after him on the first debate, very first question out the gate. Why aren't all these questions to everybody on the stage? Well, because everybody on the stage didn't insult women and and call Carly Fiorina, one of the other women on that stage, ugly. Okay, but Leslie, don't we all make accusations towards people? Don't we all change our stances over time on issues? I have never made in my life mass generalizations about any group of people uh, publicly um, as uh, like Donald Trump has, and he has definitely made very offensive. Um, and, and I feel even defamatory uh, remarks toward huge groups of people uh, based on gender, based on ethnicity, and based on religion. Well, I look at it that there's a movement in the country that's fed up with the establishment. When did we start becoming in the news media that we take a side on parties? You got CNN, that's a Democratic Party. You got well, that's Fox, a very good that that's a very good point. That I would agree. That would uh-huh. I, I would agree with you on there. It used to be that the reporter asked the questions and had no opinion. Yeah, I agree with you, Elizabeth. Let me ask you something. You are a woman, and you're in Ohio. That's all I know about you. Okay. Yes. And you're calling the show, and you're defending Trump, and that's fine. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. I'm a sole believer in a U.S. Constitution of the United States. Okay, so you're a Christian, so let me ask you this. Doesn't, uh, doesn't your Bible teach mm-hmm. you judge not lest ye be judged? And if so, are you okay with Donald Trump making such judgmental statements about other groups of people? Well, I can't throw a stone at a glass house. <laughs> okay, because I gotta tell so, you. Elizabeth, if he stood up and said everybody in Ohio was stupid, I don't need Ohio to win the presidency. Ohio is filled with a lot of, uh, you know, poor uh, people, and uh, the people of Ohio have a large African-American community, and black people commit so many crimes. How would you feel about those kind of statements? Well, I, I love everybody, the bad, the good. I pray for them all. God doesn't turn his back on anybody. Okay, so Elizabeth, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna sound okay. like I'm in in church right okay. now. Okay, you okay. believe that Christ died for your sins, right? Absolutely. Do you believe God, Christ died for Mexican sins? I believe He died for all of them. Yes, you're correct about this. Okay, did He die for Muslim sins? Yes, He probably did. Okay, so you agree Christ died for everyone's sins? Well, yeah. Okay, so how how come you would support a man who demonizes people who? Your Savior died for. Well, i got to tell you this, Leslie. If people can't get vetted into this country properly, and America is not secure or safe, then I'm sorry if people call that, that they're taking a certain percentage of the people. And not, we're not just, you can run over here. Look at, I came, my husband came here from Germany in 1956 after Hitler's fall when he was born in 1941. They had to come over on a ship that took three weeks. They had to come over one at a time, vetted to a church, check in every week, become a U.S. citizen, be afraid to spit sideways on our sidewalk because they get deported back to their country. And you want to re- and you want to repeat actions toward Germans in the 50s, toward Muslims in the year 2016? That sounds kind no, of backwards just, to me. No, I'm just saying that you can't just have a whole bunch of people crossing over from Mexico. Yeah, but say Elizabeth, Elizabeth, you and sound like you sound else. like a smarter woman than that. We don't. 
I mean, illegally, yes, we have. No, but this, the, the president, no, the president has deported more people coming into this country than any other president in the history of our nation, and he's got a lot of guff for, it, especially from the Hispanic uh, community. Elizabeth, oh, I'm not cutting you out. I'm not cutting okay. you out because we don't agree. I have so many calls, and I want to give everybody time. But will you call me back, please? Oh, okay. Let's go to Jeff in Arizona, line four. Uh, Jeff, uh, what do you think about Trump and about him skipping the debate tonight? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um, you know, there's an old expression: people don't uh, merely tell you who they are; they shout it from the rooftops. Trump is as predictable. He is an open book. He, he's doing this because he doesn't want to talk about social issues. It doesn't do his campaign any good. That's interesting, Jeff. So you think he's afraid not of Megyn Kelly, but of answering oh. those tough questions on these issues, and he's using her as an excuse. Of course. Look, here's the thing. I've been involved in politics. I've been a political junkie my whole life. I have never been so depressed when I think of politics as I have been in the last three months. This man, Trump, has started like a virus in this country. And Trump, like I say, it's not... Should we call him... I'm out of time, but Jeff, I love that. Should we call him Donald Zika Trump? Uh, anyway. Invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> All right. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will as well. Thank you for your participation in the show, and thank you to Mark and Andrew my great crew.